0: to this week's episode of Connectivity. I am Scott Thompson. We have essentially two new segments for you this week. Uh, We have the one we recorded earlier in the week with Neil and Patrick, and then uh, we have the one we recorded Friday night after the uh, suddenly announced Nintendo Direct, and that features Neil, Alex, and Pedro. Uh, Between those two, we have a What Pushes My Button segment with Alex. And closing the show out, we have our second installment of our evolving Game of the Year segment. So enjoy! Enjoy!
1: So there's been some news in the past two weeks that we missed, because we had all that PAX Easter fun. I think
2: three weeks, actually, because the week before there was
1: uh, the
2: 3DS Year One segment.
1: Yeah. 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 So it, it has been a while, but <laughs> luckily, not too much has happened, I guess, I mean, comparatively. Like, we do have a lot of stuff that happened, but nothing too major. Um, just, I guess, to go over quickly, uh, we talked about it a little bit during the PAX East segment, but uh, theater rhythm and... Kicker, you know, kickers. Kingdom Hearts three D are coming out in July in North America, so that is very cool. I I know I'm very excited for both games, and uh, Patrick, you're you're a big Kingdom Hearts fan. Big Kingdom Hearts fan. <laughs>
3: yeah, I, I'm
2: really looking forward to that more so I than think, Theater Rhythm. I think it is going to
1: be quite the game. Yeah. I, I mean, I I think I I sit in the same court as you too. Because Theater Rhythm, like, I'll probably get it. It looks cool, but it's more of just like. I don't know, that's like a nostalgia rush, rush for me, because I can go back and, you know, play this cool little RPG th- rhythm game and listen to some kick-ass Final Fantasy songs. Hmm. Whereas Kingdom Hearts 3D, it's just like, oh my god, there is a Tron Legacy world. <laughs> I'm going to ultimately get both of them, but I th- I think I'm definitely going to enjoy Kingdom Hearts more. Yeah. I mean, it also kind of sucks because Theater Rhythm is coming out at the same time as R- Rhythm Thief.
2: So oh, you have these yeah. two
1: rhythm games within, like, a two-week span in July. They're
2: very different, though. Yeah. At
1: least from uh, what I can gauge from yeah, trailers. Yeah, one's, one's more story-based, and the other one's more, like, song-based. Yeah. But let's let's get down to the news. And uh, we got some 3DS news. Pretty much all of this is... Well, actually, you
2: there, know what? There's pretty much... The tide
1: is starting to turn. There's a good <laughs> split. I'm used to just talking about the 3DS all the damn time. Um, but we're going to start off with some 3DS news. Um, and it looks like all the retail games are coming to eShop now. I mean, I don't mean that in that every retail game is going to be available on eShop, but there's a lot of low-tier 3DS retail games that look like they might be making the jump. And I, and I think it's a really smart decision. Um, but I guess before we go into discussing that, let's talk about what these games are. Order Up, which uh, came out on Wii, I believe, like a year or two ago. Yeah, that sounds about right. It looks like a Flash game. I don't know too much about it. It's developed by Supervillain Studios. And it's, you know, a restaurant management game that's, it has some pretty good reviews. It came out in Europe back in December on 3DS. That's and it was supposed to come out in January in North America, then it got delayed to March, and then March happened, and it just disappeared. I think yeah. it got pushed back to April on Amazon. And then that came and went, and um, after Andy Gergen, got to give credit to him, he reached out to SuperVillain Studios and found out that the game is coming to eShop now. They have a demo ready. Um, I think they're they're shooting for late May, early June, and they're, it's still being published by Ignition. Which, I guess, kind of also goes to the larger thing of companies like Ignition going the downloadable route. XSeed is also doing the same kind of thing. Ignition is also publishing Planet Crashers 3D, another game developed... Uh, well, it's not another game developed by Renegade Kid, although it is. Um, developed by the guys who made Mutant Mods, Renegade Kid. And I saw this back at E3 last year, and it looked like it was pretty far along. But you know, it, it never came out. It was supposed to come out in mid March, and it just never came out. Now it looks like it's coming to eShop, according to Jules Watcham over at uh, IdeaMe, that the event and the, the Nintendo event in Spain, <laughs> where just a bunch of small developers come together and uh, was that IdeaMe? Was that the event? Yeah. Okay. I think so.
2: Now, with all these <laughs> games coming, going to the eShop, do you think they're gonna stay at like a retail price or like a budget price of
1: twenty dollars or you think they're going to go down? That's the thing that I'm not even sure of. Because with order up, I think they would be kind of dumb to release it for more than ten bucks, and yeah. I think ten bucks would already be a stretch. I th-
2: well, ten dollars, I think I would get it, but
1: anything over that, eh. yeah. Like I, I think order up needs to be very careful with which with how it would price itself, um, or I guess more ignition needs to be careful of how it would price the game, not the game pricing itself. Um, it needs to be careful about pricing itself because it might, you know, price them out of it. And I think that's probably the dilemma that Sega reached with Crush 3D, because that ended up coming out twenty dollars in, in retail. And I think if that was a twenty dollar eShop game, people would be very hesitant. Yes,
2: I just finished Where, Crush 3D, and I, twenty I dollars—that even feels a little steep
1: for what I yeah. got out of it. So I mean, I'm glad I'm glad it came out for twenty dollars, because to me, a, a twenty dollar retail game of of that caliber. Seems like you know, my maybe I maybe I would want it to be ten or fifteen, but you know, twenty doesn't seem ridiculous. It's way better than forty. Yeah. <laughs> but when you get to bringing a lot of these games that were planned for retail to eShop, you you get into some dicey situations. I mean, I even remember on DSIware, uh, Big John Games brought Thorium Wars, which was originally supposed to be a retail game, and they brought it they brought it to DSIware, and I believe it was it was ten dollars. It was the most expensive DSIware game until Shantae. Yeah. Um. And, I mean, it was a pretty cool game, but it's the kind of game that you, you put that on it where it's the most expensive thing on the service, and it doesn't look attractive. Mm-hmm. Whereas, I mean, part of the reason why you want to put them on A-Shop is to make them look more attractive to, to for people to buy. Another thing and, I am slightly worried about, do you think uh,
2: storage space is going to become an issue? Because these are meant to be retail games, do you think they have a larger
1: file size? Um, I mean, as far as with the, the 3DS, a lot of it's built on the SD card already and is it is it an unfortunate thing to go and buy a new SD card because you know you fill it up with with retail games yeah it is a little bit but at least SD cards are kind of dirt cheap this isn't like Sony we're talking about as a as a relatively new owner of a Vita, I am still baffled at how I paid $60 for a 16 gigabyte <laughs> proprietary memory card when i mean i think i I bought an 8 or a 16 gig SD card for my 3DS when I ran out of space on the original 2 gig one that came with it. And I think I spent like 10-15 bucks tops.
2: Now, I, I want to um, ask you, when you run out of space on your original one, how do you transfer everything to a new SD card?
1: Um, what I ended up doing is that I have a card reader on my computer. I just put the put one card in, dumped all the stuff, and then put the other one in and copied the stuff onto the other card. And
2: the 3DS accepts that.
1: Yep. Okay. It's if you brought that SD card to a new system, it wouldn't. Oh, okay. Um. But yeah, I mean, transferring it over is. I mean, it takes a little time depending on how much stuff you have, but it's pretty easy. I
2: didn't know if I had to use that. Uh, there's that feature on the 3DS, the system restore or something, where it boots. Oh
1: no. Yeah. Um. But yeah, an ATV wild ride, which was uh. For, for fans of Renegade Kid They came out with a DS game ATV Wild Ride Or I think it might have been a different name Or maybe the, the 3DS one is just ATV Wild Ride 3D But um, they basically I think as far as the story goes With that game just for shits and giggles they made a racing game And then they found a publisher and it came out And it looked like it was a pretty good ATV game Once again there was another game I, I, I played When I met up with Jules at E3 last year And I played the 3DS version And you know it's an ATV game It looks pretty cool and I know they were seeking a publisher, and I think the good news to come out of this is it looks like, at least the way it was reported, that ATV Wild Ride is being published by Ignition, and it should be hitting the eShop. So that's kind of cool. Um the ho- I mean, hopefully it won't come out the same week as, you know, Mario Kart 7, like Renegade Kid's other racing game, Face Racers, which was a lot more inspired by Mario Kart and came out the same fucking week. Was that a 3DS um, game?
2: Yeah, I yeah. Know, I didn't even know about
1: that. Exactly. That, that's that's why it it got delayed. It was supposed to come out in September and didn't come out until the, literally the same week as Mario Kart. Is it any good? I don't know. Oh. I've actually had the game for months. Oh. <laughs> it's another <laughs> and one I don't of those. Know. Yeah. Um. But at least that one I didn't I didn't pay any money for. So. Um. But anyway, moving on. Uh. Yeah. I welcome our uh, our eShop retail game future because you know Kid Icarus I can have that on a card but stuff I mean if you make it on the e if you make it on the e and make it downloadable you know I'm gonna access the Street Pass more often because I did find that at PAX East that as everything started filling up the only things I would empty like empty out of the queue would be the Me Plaza whatever game I had in the system in that case Kid Icarus and stuff like Freaky Forms, because that was already on the system. I wasn't, you know, breaking out Mario Kart or Resident Evil to go process those street passes. I mean, that that's a kind of clumsy system to do. I wish there was some other way to kind of clear them out. Or, or not having a limit for some games. I don't know.
2: Yeah. Um, if there was just some way to, like, install some software from the game card onto the system, that would do it for
1: you? For yeah. Like, each individual game? Like, kind of like a Wii Fit channel but but for for street passing for games. That would be kind of cool. And I guess let's move on to the little bit of Wii news that we have, which is this whole Pandora's Tower rumor. Um, Someone went in pretty undercover style and snuck record a a conversation with a GameStop manager that kind of alluded that Pandora's Tower would be coming out a couple months after the last story. Apparently, as the GameStop manager recounted, that pretty much when Xenoblade came out, they got the directive to, you know, mention the last story in Pandora's Tower because, you know, the some company bought the rights to all three and was going to release them out once every couple months, and that they will they will accept pre-orders for Pandora's Tower the day after Last Story comes out, which, although not officially confirmed, is pretty much, like, June 20th, or somewhere around there. Um, every retailer lists it as that, and, I, I mean, it makes sense. But, yeah. yeah, I mean, there were a lot of inaccuracies with this sneak recording, and it could be just the GameStop manager not knowing a shit. But it seems a little suspect. It seemed like, you know, the, the guy who was talking to him maybe talked to the GameStop manager, and the GameStop manager just told him what he wanted to hear. So, who knows? but Pandora's tower might be coming out in like August, which i I think would be a pretty good idea It, it doesn't and,
2: surprise me at all because yeah, we're already getting two of the games, so why yeah not just
1: finish them out and it does pad out the Wii release lineup even if XSeed does uh, even if Seed is responsible for bringing it over, it still pads out that lineup because if you do look at like uh you know in Europe, you have i believe there's the the fatal frame two remake in June. you had Pandora's tower last week. And then what else do you have? I mean, as, as dumb as it sounds and as much as we want to complain, and there was also that huge gap of Wii games last year that it would have been nice to have Xenoblade then. But at least in this last year of the Wii, you know, you are having these interesting games coming out, even if they're only from Nintendo. I mean, already we've had Rhythm Heaven, we've had Mario Party, we've had Xenoblade. Those yeah. are those are three pretty good games. And then we're going to have the last story in like two months. I mean, it sucks that that's it, but it's also the last year of the system. The, the new system is coming out this fall. Mm-hmm. Can't expect the world.
2: <laughs> yeah, Nintendo's basically working on Wii U and whatever they, whatever projects they have on 3DS, so Wii's kind yeah. of outdated for them, I think, in many different ways.
1: Yeah, so I mean, that, that's why you will see stuff localized. Maybe we will get that Fatal Frame 2 remake in uh, North America. I think we will. If it's if it's coming to Europe, we probably will. I mean, well... Well, that's... You know... <laughs> <laughs> Operation but... Rainfall says otherwise. Although, you know what? They, they might have won. But... And I think, while Nintendo might not say it publicly, I, I think Operation Rainfall had a lot to do with all that. And that's, that's wonderful. But, uh, so in other news, we got the Wii U. Uh, I kind of messed up Patrick's excellent segue by talking about how Nintendo was working on the Wii U. But <laughs> uh, we finally got confirmation that there is a Mario Wii U game coming out, hopefully around launch, and then we got confirmation from Nintendo shortly after, after people were thinking it would be Super Mario Universe and some crazy 3D Mario game, we found out that it's just New Super Mario Brothers, Me, or based on the Mario experience from last year's E3, as was the official word. Um, I'm not really too bothered by this, it makes a hell of a lot of sense, because New Super Mario Brothers. Me is the kind of game that you could probably make pretty quickly and make sure it gets out by launch, and then you have a Mario game at launch, and that's awesome. And
2: yeah, that'll move units very easily for them.
1: And I mean, maybe us as hardcore gamers, you know, we'd rather have the Mario Galaxy game, but let's face it from a sales perspective, those 2D Mario games are gold. I mean, I I don't know what the sales for Super Mario 3D Land were. I think they were pretty good, but I I guarantee you they were not new Super Mario Brothers Wii numbers.
2: Um, I think they were still pretty good because it kind of yeah.
1: it kind of hit that 2D Mario feel and the 3D
2: Mario feel. Yeah.
1: I mean, I think the reason why they might have been a little lackluster was more because of the amount of 3DSs owned. Yes. As opposed yeah. to the game not selling well. That's fair. Or how many systems were out there. Um, but yeah, I I I'm looking forward to this game and. That's kind of based on the premise that at E3 we're going to find out some new cool things about this game. Cause as of, as of what we know right now, the only two things that are new about it compared to the last new Super Mario Bros. game is that you can play as your me and you can uh, take it from the TV and put it on the tablet and play it there, which is a really cool feature, honestly. Yeah. Um, it's I've been a- kind of <laughs> dabbling that a little bit with remote play on my Vita and there aren't really any PS3 games that demand my attention enough to want to do it but there would be for Wii games, or Wii U games, I mean. So, yeah. Yeah.
2: I'm kind are of excited.
1: You in... <laughs> now, are, are, are you in that kind of, that the critical, like, you don't want to see another side-scrolling Mario game? Oh, are you in that camp?
2: I wasn't a huge fan of New Super Mario Brothers. Wii. Like, I, I, I enjoyed the DS one, but the Wii one, it just felt like more of the same. Really? Because yeah,
1: most people seem to not like the DS one, and I know. I, I mean, I, I it might I, have been
2: because I played the entire game um, co-op. I haven't played any of it single player, and I'm. Maybe see, and that, I would
1: say that's probably the best way to play it.
2: Honestly, like I, I feel like I got through the whole game in probably a day or two, and then I just never had any initiative to go back and play any more
1: of it. See, my thing is that with New Super Mario Bros. Wii is that. I know, because I, I, I wound up going to uh, the Nintendo World Store launch in, in New York City. So I think I got it like a day or two before it came out. But I remember coming home, I got I got two friends over, and we just plowed through like the first four worlds. And then I went back to college, because I, I was at home for the weekend or something. And then I wound up, you know, beating it in the span of like two or three days. And I, I really enjoyed that game. From, from start to finish, I really enjoyed it. I can't I say that agree I with the you. ending.
2: I thought the ending was really nice. The the, the final boss and just the, yeah. the levels building up to that.
1: Um, I really enjoyed playing through that game the first time I played it. I don't think I've ever really gone back to it outside of doing some four-player because it's kind of fun, or playing it with my niece because I can play that game by just picking her up and then she can be happy because she <laughs> can't really comprehend jumping and moving at the same time in video games. Yeah. Um. But, I mean, I'll, I'll totally get this game, but I, I think it's the same kind of thing where I'll probably beat it to completion and then I might not touch it for a long time, which kind of sucks, but that's... I mean, it's not going to be Super Mario Bros. 3 as much as we want it to be like that. I think it's just a lot of, you know, games have changed, we've changed, and no game can be Super Mario Bros. 3. And it's kind of unfortunate for every Mario Brothers game that ever comes out because it will never be Super Mario Brothers 3. I would much rather see a Super Mario World. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I I, I love Super Mario World as well. And I hope that in this game you can actually use Yoshi outside of levels. Um, Because that was one thing that was a bummer in New Super Mario Bros. Wii is that you could get Yoshi and then he would just be gone by, by the end of the level. And then I guess we'll just do the quick note of, yeah, Pikmin Wii U, that's a thing. We all knew this. I don't really get why people are losing their shit over things... That we knew a year ago. I,
2: I think it's mostly because we, we knew they were developing Pikmin Wii U, but I guess we just didn't know it was going to be for sure at E3 2012. I guess that's but, it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> did, <laughs> I, I, everyone's making such a maybe, big deal out maybe of it.
1: Maybe not that. 100%, but like 95%. So I guess that, that last 5% was confirmed that it'll be at E3. Yeah.
2: Like, everyone was already predicting it's probably going to be a Wii U launch title or launch window game, and this I mean, basically kind of cements the fact that it will be.
1: I mean, that's at the least thing. Is that it's like, we're, we're coming to the point where I think the Wii U launch lineup, like, I could have told you it to, a, a day after E3. Yeah, it's probably going to be that Mario demo and uh, Miyamoto mentioned Pikmin.
2: Done. They'll just um, put it in a box and ship it off.
1: Yeah. <laughs> It's like, how did it take them another year and a half to finish this thing? We already knew what the launch titles were.
2: Oh, there's going to be other stuff like Darksiders 2. Isn't that going to be a launch title? yeah.
1: Yeah. And Darksiders 2 actually got delayed, which is kind of relevant news, I guess. It just means that I think the disparity between the Wii U version and the 360 PS3 version will be like two to three months instead of five.
2: No, I, I think I think they said in an interview it didn't have anything to do with the Wii U version though.
1: No. Yeah. Well I, I think it I think it benefits the Wii U version yeah, it, because it, yeah. instead of, you know, the game coming out in June as opposed to, you know, uh, you know, coming out in November for the for the Wii U. Yeah. Um but yeah. Um so Darksiders two was a launch title, we do know that. And there are other games that are launch titles too. Um, they we said we're going to be launched titles. But Pikmin, Pikmin Wii U, that's a thing. I'm excited, and I want to see it. I want to play this game. Were you a fan of the um, other two Pikmin games? I, I like the first one, although it's one of those games that I just get severely, like... I don't like games with time limits. They really bother oh,
2: me. that That's the thing I didn't like about the first one. I never actually finished the first one. <laughs> the
1: <laughs> second one I love, though. The second one I can never really get into as much. Well, one, I never owned it, but... Uh, the ran- I, I'm not a big fan of randomly generated stuff. Oh, they weren't randomly generated, were they? I don't think the. Dungeons yeah, I mean, were. or at least really some of them were. I don't think I so. Remember. Maybe they were though. I don't know. But yeah, um, Pikmin Wii U that is that is totally a thing. And another thing that might happen to the Wii U launch is 1001 Spikes, a Nicholas game. Might be out on the downloadable shop, whatever it's gonna be called. I assume it'll be called the eShop. It's also coming to 3DS likely before then, but it's a Nicholas game, so that means they'll probably do something where it doesn't come out for like four months in one region, and then they keep on saying it'll be out next week, and then it's not.
2: (laughs) Didn't Europe just get Cave Story 3D?
1: Yeah. yeah, Is that the first
2: version of Cave Story to hit Europe? I'm not sure.
1: Yeah, I'm not even sure. I don't even think they've gotten it on DSiWare yet. It might have finally come out.
2: That's what that's what I mean. Did they get the WiiWare version either? I don't even know.
1: I think it took like a year or two. Yeah,
2: they did get WiiWare. But, and DSiWare is currently scheduled for quarter two.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean that, that game looks like it'll be fun. It's a it's an indie platformer. Tell me if you've heard this one. That's really hard.
2: <laughs> yeah, um, I'm excited for it.
1: Yeah, I'd I like, like, to I like
2: 2D platformers. So,
0: um,
1: yeah, <laughs> as you can see, we're very lively. Yes, it's, I think it's been a long, it's been a long. To days. To add to that, <laughs> yes. Um, I guess uh, moving right along, Skylanders Giants on 3DS will be by made by Vicarious Visions, which is cool. Did, I am very did they make the first one? Yes, they did, okay. and it was a very good game. According to you. According to... Screw you! It was a good game!
2: <laughs> I haven't played it yet, so it's still up in the air.
1: I mean, it, My verdict is It's like an old Spyro fun.
2: game. It's, it's a great game.
1: <laughs> I, I'm, I'm leaning towards getting the 3DS one over the Wii one, currently. I mean, I think the Wii one is better, but it's also the kind of thing that like you can buy one, and if you like that and you want more, then you can just get the other. Yeah. Down the road. And they do have good deals on, like, getting the sets, I know. It's
2: just, I, I want more of a classic Spyro feel, more than whatever yeah, the new stuff. Yeah, then Spyro that would be feels. the 3DS one would be the one to go yeah. for. That's why I'm more leaning towards that. But I'm guessing Skylanders Giants is just going to be more of the same, but with giant creatures.
1: Yeah, I mean, they- they've talked about doing more additions. We haven't really heard too much about it thus far, but we will. Um, I-, I have a feeling there will be a mild blowout on it at E3.
2: I'm sure. Um, Once again.
1: <laughs> yeah. Once again, I, I'm sorry. Whoever edits this, please cut out some of this dead space. <laughs> uh, Beamdog, <laughs> Beam the developers of MDK2, uh, made up of, uh, it's, it's run by a guy who used to be at Bioware, um, they fucking hate WeWare. Like, yeah. Like, uh, Jared Rosenberg emailed Trent Oster, the. President of Beamdog, Dog, and I asked him what are your thoughts on We Wear, and he wrote uh some kind of doctrine saying about how you know like Mario might have murdered his family, <laughs> and he doesn't like We Wear. Uh, I don't think Mario actually murdered his family, but they had a very bad time. They didn't make a, a cent off of M D K two because they did not hit the six thousand unit. Minimum that you need to hit to even make money off of Wear. I I had never known Nine months through certification. They had a really bad time. And he is not being shy about talking about what a bad time they had.
2: I had never known about that. You had to sell so many games to start making money. Is that a... Yeah, I mean,
1: that's been kind of known. The exact number has always been kind of loose. Yeah. But... Yeah, I mean, I'm not really that surprised. There, there are some companies that have really made a killing off of We There are a lot of ones who have failed too, and it's it's a problem that doesn't really. It's not limited to just We You look, you can hear horror stories about PSN. You can hear them about XBLA. I mean, go go read anything that Team Meat has said about XBLA after Super Meat Boy came out. I mean, I know they said that they made way, 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 way more money off of the Steam version than the XBLA version. The XBLA version sold very well. Um, so, yeah. WeWare kind of sucks. eShop looks like it's getting better. I know, Uh, I believe Zen Studios, the Zen Pinball guys, have said it's like a little gold mine. Jules Watch them is very happy with the sales of Mutant Muds. Um, it, it seems, seems like, like everyone
2: every- loves to they love the eShop.
1: <laughs> yeah. If it seems like retail every retail
2: games over. Which we everything's
1: going really well in the eShop, but I think we are nearing a decision turning point for the eShop. I think a lot of the goodwill that has been built up with these really solid releases over the past couple of months is in danger of being squandered. Um, we'll see what happens with, with releases over the next couple of weeks and months, but lately, in North America, it's been kind of awful. Well, oh, um, to be
2: fair, we've gotten eShop games. It's just everything else is awful.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um. I mean, like this this week we got 3D Classic Kid Icarus, which you know that's kind of cool if you didn't pre-order the game or buy it at GameStop. Like, if then you, it's, if and you then go it's to not new.
2: Listing for it, it says the release date was March 23rd.
1: Yeah. <laughs> why? Why is it in our
2: April 19th new releases? Yeah.
1: <laughs> and the thing that makes that so bad is the fact that it's outside of a demo for Pyramids. A game that came out back in October, a decent game. You can read my review; and it's okay. Um, I, you know, a demo for pyramids. You got new season of dinosaur office starting this week. Holy shit, can't wait! Yeah,
3: I, I've been sarcastic. watching the marathon. That's been. I, going on. I, know, I know some
1: people actually like it. <laughs> I just don't really give a crap. It's kind of funny. Um, and then uh, I must run a DSIware game. Uh, nothing on WiiWare. Nothing on a virtual console. And I I guess that's kind of you know we're. We're getting near the, the end of WiiWare and Virtual Console, and I think we're getting there too quickly. Because Wii U still not coming out until the fall. And we still have a lot of Virtual Console games that it would be nice if they were released. I mean, may, maybe we'll hear more about this soon, but it, it, it's looking pretty bad right now. Although there is a little shining hope. Kirby's Block Ball was on the eShop in the Coming Soon section. So that might actually be coming soon. I still want my fucking Wario Land, though. Did they say
2: that's coming quarter one here? But it um, did. I don't remember. The... I, I
1: think the the only report with Wario Land was that Nintendo Power mentioned that uh, that it was coming soon in their last issue, which was the April issue. Um, Kirby's Block Ball was on the listing for Q1. It's now Q2. But yeah, it, it, I mean, it, it's kind of rough right now. And I guess we are being a little, we are being a little difficult on it. Cause you know what? We did get Ketzel's Corridors last week. We got Colors 3D a couple weeks before. But I think it's, just, what really kills me is how that's all we got. You're not getting one or two releases. You were getting one. And that's it. And if they just had a second release every week. Well, to
2: it, be fair, Ketzel's Corridors did release alongside Anne's Doll Studio.
1: <laughs> That's a DSiWare game. I, I think that barely counts.
2: <laughs> but yeah, I, I completely agree with you. There needs to be more releases every single week because we, we know of all these games. Um, what was it? Night Sky that was supposed to come out quarter one. That's still yeah, just um, missing.
1: Aaron played that game in December.
2: Like, <laughs> did he play um, a final you, version of it? Or I don't
1: know if it was a final version. But they had like a like an eShop um, like thing in San Francisco. You know, Mighty Switch Force was there. Mutant Muds, maybe Mutant Muds wasn't there. I don't know. But a bunch of those games that came out in early 2012, they were all there. Night Sky was there. I think Dylan's Rolling Eric. Western was there. Yeah, Dylan's Rolling Western was there. Sakura Samurai was there. Um, the the other Nintendo one. Uh, I think Push had just recently came out. Um, but they were all there. Night Sky was there. It was playable. We haven't heard a damn thing since, except for I guess it's coming out in Europe in like May or June.
2: Which I'd assume that's probably when it's going to come out here.
1: Yeah. But, I mean, it's Nicholas. Nicholas is kind of incompetent when it comes to some of those things. They they take on more than they can chew, and you can already see that. Because they have VVVV uh, VVV, VVV for Europe. They got Night Sky. Now, we still haven't seen La Mulana on WiiWare. Uh, Ikachan's coming to DSiWare. They got 1001 Spikes. And there's probably three other things that they announced that they want to bring over that they haven't. Um I love Nicholas. They brought over some great things. They make Cave Story a pretty known commodity, which is wonderful. But, you know, just stop announcing shit and just release games. Please. Um, I think that might be it for this lively news segment.
2: Yeah, there was enough ranting about new or er,
1: uh, yeah. downloads. <laughs> just, you know what, next week, if, if I can play Wario Land next week, I will be way happier. That's honestly... You can appease me for at least two or three weeks, Nintendo. Just release Wario Land.
2: Would Kirby do it for you?
1: Uh, maybe a week. I mean, I've never played Kirby's Blockball, Ball. I don't really know what to expect. I would, I would buy it immediately. But Wario Land is the kind of game that I play. I played a little bit of it. My friend had it when I was younger, so I played a little bit of it. And I've always wanted to play it all the way through. And I'm just, I'm just waiting. I've been waiting. It came out in Europe two months ago. I haven't
2: played either of them yet, and I'm. That's just what I want.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean that's what I like. I like those those retro games, and I want more of them. Damn it!
2: I want more of the retro along with new eShop games.
1: Yeah, like one on one. Virtual console eShop game done. I'll get both of them. I guarantee. Probably. It. <laughs> <laughs> but all right. Yeah that 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 is a new segment. See you later. See ya.
0: And now, what pushes my buttons with Alex on games as art.
4: A game debate has been roaring for years on the subject on whether games are art. Legendary movie critic Roger Ebert is opposed to the notion, while almost every video game fan with a computer is vehemently for the idea. Wait, don't skip these minutes yet. I'm not here to drill the same tired arguments into the ground. What I am here for is to talk about one of the stupidest statements people make within the argument. Journey just came out to PSN to rave reviews and Shadow of the Colossus was given much of the same attention back in 2005 and to a lesser extent 2010's Limbo. When these games are brought up the sentence is always said, now this is why games are art because of deep meaningful experiences like this. So let me get this straight. By this logic for something to be art or at least a high example of it, the gameplay has to be striving for incredible uniqueness, totally different argument from whether this is actually attained, while having minimalist-slash-hyper-emotional-slash-look-at-how-deep-I-am-storytelling. That's it. That's art. Am I the only one who's sickened by this reasoning? I mean, to me, art is any creative effort conceived for the sake of telling a story, conveying an emotion, or generally providing an experience of some kind. I suppose that under this vague reasoning, buildings could be considered art. But if they're created using the heart, mind, and soul of a group of engineers, shouldn't they be? Shadow of the Colossus isn't art because it's deep and somewhat minimalist. Shadow of the Colossus is art because it's made using creativity to realize a vision the director or writer may have had. Super Mario Bros. is an an incredible example of art because it offers a fantastic experience as it's created, by personal creativity. I mean, why is it that Pac-Man, Mario, or Donkey Kong are never used in the art debate? My guess is that being fun, child-friendly, and practical totally excuse it from this argument, because it's not mature enough for mature gamers like you. Sorry, Pixar!
1: Nintendo Direct, Nintendo Direct in Japan just occurred. It's, uh, it is now actually April 21st in, on the eastern seaboard in North America, which is, April 21st is when Nintendo Direct in Japan actually happened because of the time difference. But, uh, we just spent a lot of time watching it and then writing about it, and now we're gonna talk about it. And you got me, Neil Ronahan, and I, you're probably sick of me. I've been all over this week's episode. I've recorded on not one, not two, but three different nights. Um, and I've got with me today, I've got Alex Kalaffe. Hello there. And Pedro Hernandez. Hi. Yeah, Pedro, it's been a while since you've been on. So, it's, oh, it's yeah, nice it's to been have you while. back.
5: Um, oh, thank you, thank you. It's been crazy, but that's for another time. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but let's get to the, the big megaton, like, holy shit, Iwata just dropped Thunder Down from the Heavens news. And that is New Super Mario Bros. 2. Is coming to 3DS in August. In both Japan and North America. I assume we'll get the European confirmation, uh, probably by the time you hear this as the European, uh, Nintendo Direct event has not occurred yet. And just, just so you know, the North America does not have a a live video event. They just tweeted some things. But they did tweet confirming that New Super Mario Bros. 2 3DS is coming out in August. So what do you, how do you guys feel about this game?
5: Well, to be honest, I kind of expected it because before they were talking about a brand new to the Mario game for the 3DS, so when they announced it, I was like, oh, okay, that was expected. What surprised me, though, was that it's, go- it's going to be coming out in August. That kind of surprised me because usually Nintendo tends to release these games around October, November, December, just, is- just in time for the holiday season. Just so remember,
1: news. New Super Mario Brothers DS came out in May, and Super Mario Galaxy 2 also came out in May. And uh, I guess the last Mario game to come out in August was Sunshine.
5: Mm-hmm. So, so it's always either spring or the holiday season. So they announced that they were going to release it in the summer, even though it's being just like announced like right now. I thought that was the most surprising thing about the announcement.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I guess, uh, you know, the fact that the side-scrolling Mario game is coming out on 3DS is not really news, as it was mentioned before, the uh, investors meeting that it was gonna happen. I think the, the soonness of it is kinda of what's pretty cool. And I'll be honest, seeing those couple screens that they showed got me really excited for this game. It looks like they're bringing back, it looks like, um, uh, the, the P-Wing, I think, is coming back, and also Raccoon Mario. So, that is, that is pretty cool. And uh, I know Iwata also said during it. I mean, this is this is through a translation on Twitter or something like that. Basically, that they're hoping to you know have this be the start of new roots for 2D Mario or something like that. So I think I think they might hopefully they'll be going in a not a more devious direction, but kind of keep up that progression that they went from DS to Wii for New Super Mario Brothers. And make it just you know a little bit a little bit better a little bit harder a little bit tougher. I mean, when you have Super Guide, you kind of have more
5: lenience with that. The other thing that I really like about this announcement is that it proves that there's there's going to be enough room for 2D Mario and 3D Mario in any consoles because everybody for a while was fearing that 3D Mario was going to be the only way to experience Mario. But thanks to New Super Mario Bros. Brothers, uh, Wii, DS, etc., we can rest knowing that we can have our 3D Marios along with our 2D Marios, so there's no way to for either of them to be compromised just to please a certain audience in the Nintendo fandom. Yeah, I'm
1: actually looking at the screenshot that Nintendo of America put up on their Twitter for it, and uh, something that I didn't really notice when glancing at the screens before is that uh, it has that Super Mario Brothers 3 thing where, you know, when you charge up your run, you have that that kind of uh, you charge up your flight too. And Let I, me I just say like that.
4: that I was just gonna say that like it's one of those things where okay he's got the Tanuki tail fine they did that in 3D land. no, 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 okay. no, 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 no it's
1: it's the raccoon tail.
4: Well the the raccoon tail okay <laughs> okay uh, okay they got a new power up whatever but it's when I saw the uh, the Super Mario Bros three like the five angle power up like for the P wing. That's yeah. what got me excited for some reason.
1: I mean, my thing is, I still, I'm not crazy about the art style for the new Super Mario Brothers game, but that's not really a deal breaker for me. I mean, that's just, you know, I I straight up, I prefer, you know, 2D sprites to the, the stuff that they're doing in, in these games, but it looks like it's going to be a Mario game. I'm pretty down for that. I don't know where it'll stand on the list of Mario games, but it looks pretty cool. Yeah,
4: I mean, we don't Mario, know that much. It's got to be awesome. We don't know that much about it yet. Like, the thing that surprised me the most was I actually thought that they were going to dual-release Super Mario Bros. Me. I, the- I still
1: I still think there's going to be some sort of connection between this game and the Wii U game. Because that was more or less, kind of in the past week or two, kind of confirmed to still exist and, and be a thing that is going to be shown at E3 and likely will be a launch title. Right. Um I mean yeah, I believe pa- that I believe That's that. probably part of the reason why this is coming out in August as well is you know it's going to be distance from that Wii U version and it would be pretty cool if you know the Wii U version comes out and it's like guess what you can use the 3DS version uh, or use your 3DS and if you have a copy of the game you can play co-op with with your friend on Wii U and have your own system. That'd be I mean, cool. That, that could be that could be rad. Yeah. Except for I don't know anyone other than me nearby who has a 3DS. So it'll more be like, I will invite friends over to play my Wii U and give them the 3DS and be like, let's play! Don't they have that,
4: uh, the Street Pass event in your city though?
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I don't want to invite those people over to my house. Good point.
5: <laughs> I no no offense to
1: any out. of those guys. I don't really know, know those guys too well. You know, I'm not gonna, I got, I got two cats. I don't want them to, uh, to hurt mm. them. I gotta protect my, my kin.
5: Another um. thing that could come out out of this, uh, speca- a- a speculation about the Wii U and the 3DS version being connected is that maybe either game is going to have like a time travel cosmo where you're going to try to complete this stage at the fastest fastest time possible and maybe you can upload your, for example, if you do it at time on the 3DS version, you can upload it to the Wii U version as seeing a screen and maybe send it to someone else, uh, maybe you can download a ghost and upload it to your 3DS and maybe try to beat it there. So maybe there could be something like that going on between the two versions.
1: Yeah. But um, uh, any last thoughts on New Super Mario Brothers 2 3D?
4: It's gonna be good. I mean, like, it's gonna be a Mario game. You're gonna give it like a solid nine or ten out of ten. Everyone's gonna go
1: yeah. home happy. <laughs> I mean, I don't know.
5: <laughs> In other words, business as usual.
1: You know yes. it. Yes. I mean, yeah, I definitely, this is a game that I will buy. Also, I've got to make a prediction
5: right now. There's a really good chance that New Super Mario Bros. We add uh, 2 is going to be a bigger seller than Super Mario 3D Land. Maybe. Oh, I don't
1: think there's any doubt. Yeah. But, I mean, I also think that's a little unfair for 3D Land, because I think 3D Land has the potential. Um, and we're actually... I believe I was talking about this on another segment that you will hear on this very episode of Connectivity, but, I mean, 3D Land kind of suffered more from it being released during the first holiday season. So, its it I mean, I think it sold pretty well, but it didn't sell amazingly, and that's more because of the limitation of the amount of 3DSs out in the wild, not necessarily saying, like, the game was a failure.
5: Well, to be honest, I thought it did really well, considering that it came out on the first holiday, as you mentioned. At the time, there was kind of like this backlash against the 3DS because it didn't have any games and everybody was speaking negatively about it. And But I still thought it did really well, considering everything that it went up against. I don't know, maybe I think it's going to do fine, but I just know that the new Super Mario Bros. 2 is going to beat it in terms of sales.
1: Yeah, yeah. Now, the one thing that is you can kind of notice from this is this is our second Mario, like you know, I guess, adventure game within a year. Do you guys think that? And and with the Wii U version, that could be three within a calendar year. Do you think that's overkill?
5: Well, it could be because a lot of fans are uh, actually kind of want that sort of stuff. Like, yeah, hey, I know that. The next year, we're going to get a Mario game, but at the same time, the hype that used to be around Mario games, like for example, way back in the NES and Super NES, NES days, where you could expect like a Mario game every two or three years, so when one finally came out, it was this really big event, yeah. And yeah, it's a new Mario game, I'm going to play it, it's going to be awesome right now. Just look at us up. We are excited for the, this new game, but we are kind of like, eh, business as usual, whatever. Yep. So I mean, we're... I
1: hope this game blows me away. I won't lie. It probably won't. <laughs> but, I mean, let's be honest here. It's
4: new it's Super nice Mario Bros. It's nice to want Bros. things. But uh, I will say that as long as the games keep being 9, nine and a half, ten 10 out of 10 games, and they keep coming out every year, I think that's great like I I agree. I'm not the type of person who needs to appreciate the Mario game every few years. Like it's I love the series, but it's not a series that I feel that way about. It's just when it comes out, I play it and I love it and time isn't really a factor for me.
1: Yeah. Um and I guess uh moving on to some other news that came out of this as th- that was definitely the major okay. news, but there was some other cool stuff like a 3DS firmware update coming out on April 25th at least guaranteed in North America. I assume the Japanese and European one will be right around that same time. Um, And it's going to add, not only is it going to add folder support, so now you can clean up your 3DS menu and put up to 60 things into one folder. Um, There will also be the ability to download patches for games, and the first game to receive such a patch will be Mario Kart 7, and it will fix the shortcut glitches, such as the one in Maka Woohoo, which is kind of ruined online a little bit. Uh, some of the other games that uh, will be getting updates confirmed are Kingdom Hearts 3D and Love Plus. And it seemed like it, although we have that little gap because we we don't know Japanese, but I believe that Kid Icarus Uprising is also getting a patch, but we're not really sure what the details of that patch are. It might be doing something with the camera controls, but we're not 100% sure.
4: Well, the thing I'm thinking about this is that, for the Kid Icarus specifically, if you were noticing those videos... The, uh, the camera screen, well, it had, like, a different color shade. Yeah. And the other thing was, if you saw them, like, they made a point to show the controller movement, the camera movement, and it was a lot faster. Like, it was a lot more sensitive.
1: I know I saw some, uh, translations of that, um, saying that it was just, like, a Kid a mechanics, um, like, like, just, like, you know, explaining the game. Right. There's just a sample of a video of that, which I believe are now up on, uh, the, like, Japanese Nintendo site now. Um, but I'm, I'm not even sure, but, you know, some people were saying that there is gonna be an update, uh, a patch for Kid Icarus Uprising, so, maybe. Right. But, I mean, that's pretty cool. I like 3DS firmware updates. There, there, there's usually some fervor and excitement around them. I do remember when, uh, I guess, 2.0 or whatever dropped last December, it was it was mind-blowing. Yeah. Because that added Find Me Too and accomplishments and all other goodies. Yup. Yup. And and those were, you know, the two pretty big-ass stories. And now we're just going to kind of go methodically through the entire thing, just highlighting things as we go. Um, The first thing that happened when Iwata came out was he talked about Kirby's 20th anniversary, which kind of ties into the image that was sent with the, uh, the swap note that announced the event, where it's Iwata holding a giant Kirby plush. And it looks like Nintendo is giving Kirby the royal treatment and, um, you know, celebrating his 20th anniversary. Which I think there's a little bit of nepotism there, because, you know what, Iwata worked with HAL Labs, and I guess maybe Sakurai has some kind of say in this too, who knows? Um, Because Sakurai is, you know, uh, the creator of Kirby. Yeah,
5: Um, I was about to bring that up, that it's obvious that they're doing this because I used to work with Sakurai with the Kirby games way back in the day.
1: Yeah, I feel like there's some kind of, like, you know, Nintendo executive battles going on. Because you notice, they didn't do this for stuff like Metroid. You know, and I guess Kirby, Kirby is a pretty sizable character. I guess you could pretty much call him, you know, the number three franchise after Mario and Zelda.
5: Well, um, technically, that honor goes to Pokemon. Yup.
1: Yeah, okay. Technically, technically. Uh, I guess, I guess technically, Pokemon's probably bigger than Mario and Zelda. <laughs>
5: I mean, yeah, it... It, that's arguable because at this point, Pokemon has been able to go beyond the status of a video game icon to pretty much being a pop culture yeah. icon. So, that's arguable, but I'm going to say I that mean, at this point, Nintendo is about Mario, Zelda, Pokemon.
1: Yeah, and then I think Kirby would be number four.
5: If you
4: want to be even more technical, though, <laughs> I mean, I think Smash I Bros. and uh Mario Kart, because that's a different franchise.
1: But I mean, Mario Kart goes, I, I'm talking more characters, because then if, if you go into different franchises, then, you know, you have the Zelda portable games, and you have the Zelda mainline games, and then you have the Kirby mainline games, and the Kirby side stories, and stuff like that.
5: And they're all technically part of the same franchises.
1: Yes. So, anyway, Kirby's 20th anniversary. There will be some Kirby swag on Club Nintendo, at least in Japan. I assume we'll see some of that in North America and Europe, but it has been unconfirmed. What we did have confirmed, though, is that there will be a Kirby Wii collection coming out this summer that will uh, be kind of a compendium of of Kirby games. Um, We don't know what games are on that. I, I would hope to assume Kirby's Adventure, probably the Dreamland games. I mean, we'll see. Um, I'll be completely honest. I don't know if that's really too exciting for me.
4: I don't care at all. I'll just say it. I don't care. It's,
1: it's... like I love I love Kirby, but I didn't buy that Super Mario Bros. collector collector's edition either because I own most of those games.
5: Not to mention that Nintendo has the tendency of. Uh... I'm part of my language here to fuck that sort of thing up because because the 25th anniversary collection for Mario was basically Super Mario All-Stars on a huge DVD, a pretty box, a pretty booklet, a pretty CD. That booklet was pretty cool. That's it. That's it.
1: That's probably what we'll get for Kirby.
5: So maybe for Um, Kirby we'll get maybe the NES game. And maybe, maybe Kirby superstar. And, yeah. if, and if we get a third game, we have to be grateful here. We can't be asking for anything else.
1: Kirby 64, <laughs> which I will defend that game. I really enjoy that game. It's not like great, but it's it's still pretty good. I, really I, liked I got it on it, virtual uh, console and beat it for the second time when when I bought it on virtual console because I beat it on the N64.
5: Not to mention he has the really clever combination of two powers where yeah, yeah. you can get some really funky and really weird attacks out of them.
1: Um, I know one of the rumors before the event that, uh, Alex, you, you cited said something about Kirby Air Ride being part of some kind of Kirby 20th anniversary celebration.
4: Well, I'm pretty sure that was just someone from V fucking with everyone.
1: <laughs> but, uh, okay.
4: Yeah, like that's that's not happening, I'm pretty convinced, because none of the other rumors ended up happening.
1: But right.
5: well, to be honest, I would like to play Kirby a for the hell of it, because I never played it.
1: I actually, uh a friend of mine in college had a copy of that game, and I, it's actually really fun. They have this mode in that where it's basically like you go, I think it's like called like city stage or something, where you go around a city, and it's spent for like the, the first like for like five minutes you go around and you collect parts to make your car better and then you have a race or race or a fight or something using all the parts that you collected and it's it's really cool I remember, I remember. Way it's been back a couple in years it, since I played it
5: I remember way back in the day when it first came out I was really curious about it I really wanted to play it play it but everybody kept saying bad things about it like it was really crappy that it wasn't worth it that the whole game can be played by by just playing. Just pressing the A button, et cetera, et cetera. And because I was so dubious, I was like, eh, I'm going to skip it. Same skip thing
1: happened to me. However, in retrospect, or at least if I could go back in time, I would probably slap my younger self upside the head and just be like, yo, man, Sakurai is real cool. Just buy the damn game.
5: <laughs> me too. Me too.
1: <laughs> because actually, uh, that game is the debut of like the, the challenge mole that Sakurai basically brings into every one of his games where, you know, you have that giant wall of things that you can do that then open up different things you can do and have different unlockables.
5: And a the menu system to too. It. And the menu system, too, which is very yep. similar across all the three games. Uh, I mean, I haven't played Kirby Air Ride or Kirikans yet, but I've seen the screens, and it's pretty much the same design as in Brawl.
1: But uh, Kirby Air Ride aside, aside... Now, you know Kirby's having this anniversary, and that's that's pretty cool um I guess we'll see if it's it's gonna be more than just you know we disc and some swag uh, I know uh kirby three d classics apparently never came out in Japan that's coming out next week did not know that um and then Iwata went from that to just dance and just Dance We two is coming out in Japan, and it's basically just dance three but with but with a different label yay, okay, cool. Okay, and then uh, Pokemon Black and White 2 was shown. There was a trailer. I don't really think there was anything new. There right, was
4: Well, they showed a little bit more, but nothing that, like, is newsworthy at all. All the stuff you can find in that trailer is already out there.
1: All right, and I know you're going to have uh, some pretty bitchin' previews going on about that game, going in all sorts of depth that the majority of people probably won't care about, but there will be a lot of people who will. Three gigantic
4: <laughs> previews over the next three months. The first I'm, one, I'm
1: excited and reading that and having my head spin.
4: The first one is like nine paragraphs long and cites about like 30 different pictures. Sweet. Should be up that's, Sunday. That's
1: the detail we give you guys. Yep. Um... Also, um, we got two eShop games related to Pokemon that are coming out, um, a, a Pokemon AR game that is coming out alongside Pokemon Black and White 2. Um, it's, you know, it's just, you use AR and you capture Pokemon in the real world by, like, shooting them and stuff. It's going to be the, the equivalent of about $3 or three, 300 yen if you're a Japanese listener. Um, and that looks cool. And then there's the new Pokedex. I believe it's uh what, what exactly? It's like Pokedex. It's called Pokedex Pro, I think. Like oh, that's okay, what, Pokedex Pro. Like
4: that's what Ceruby says, but I don't know if that's the official American title yet. Yeah, but it's basically... well, it has not. It has
1: not been announced in America, and it probably won't be for a little while, considering that Black and White two aren't coming out until the fall.
4: Right, but uh, Pokedex Pro, I guess, is basically the original Pokedex 3D. Except it now adds black Kyurem and white Kyurem from the new games, and to some extent older Pokémon as well. Now I don't know if that includes all 600, or well, 500 something, 492 actually. But anyways, but it will include at least some of those. My guess is it includes all those because they hiked up the price, fifteen dollars.
1: Wow. Yeah, I mean, that, that's the kind of thing where at first I thought it might be a free update, and then they said $13, or $15, and I was just like, ugh.
4: But the other interesting thing is that, uh, the original Pokédex 3D, the free one that came out with the eShop, is not going to be sold when the new one comes out. Er, oh, really?
1: Yeah. Wow. Um, I guess that makes sense, but that's still kind of a bummer. I guess. There goes a free app although a free app that I have downloaded that has a blue light next to it that I never check. Yup. Um, the next, Guild, uh, Guild 01, or Guild 01, I'm not sure how to say that, that was shown, it's this weird level 5 game that looks kind of crazy, it's coming out on May 31st in Japan, and it's a collection of four different games from four different designers. I know one of the designers is Saito, who made stuff like Odama.
5: <laughs> um, I see, man.
1: Yeah, yeah, and C Man. It was also what he did. So this is uh you know, a three DS game that looks like it's it's pretty cool. Who knows about a localization, but I guess we'll find out more soon and probably hear a hell of a lot more once it comes out in Japan in about a month and a half. Then Dragon Quest Monsters three D, which has I believe the subtitle Terry's Wonderland. Um that's a remake of the first Dragon Quest Monsters game. And uh that, that was shown off. It's coming out on May thirty first and I hope that gets localized. I, I really enjoyed the first Dragon Quest monsters back when it was Dragon Warrior monsters, because it wasn't Dragon Quest yet.
4: I'm not a Dragon Quest guy. I mean, ah, I, played, I I've become
1: more of one over time.
4: I played nine. That was good. But, I mean, I'm just hoping that they pull a Final Fantasy in just, like, 3D, like the originals. That's when I want to play Well, it.
1: Four, five, and six on DS are probably about as big of remakes as you're gonna get. Right, they, they look rather nice, um, and, and I think they they get better and better from four or five to from four to five to six. Um, and I, I haven't played six yet, but four and five are fantastic if if you like RPGs and that sort of thing. Yeah. Then uh, speaking of RPGs, Etrian Odyssey four, which was Kind of revealed around the last Nintendo Direct. I think it was actually revealed in Famitsu like the day before. But that's coming out on July 5th. Um, that'll probably get a localization. It's an Atlas game. The three previous games have all come to North America. But who knows when that localization will occur. We got Little Battlers, which is that crazy-ass mech game from Level 5. That's coming out on July 5th. It's actually an upgraded port of a PSP game. And it was kind of funny because uh, Iwata... On on the stream talked about how you know it has all these improvements over the previous game, but would never mention that the previous game was a PSP game. Just some artful dodging on uh, our 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 gracious Nintendo president's behalf. <laughs> then uh, Taiko no Tatsujin 3DS was shown off, and that's coming out on July 12th. That's a you know that, that rhythm game. I believe a One Piece song was played. It's a Namco Bandai game. Uh, Andrew Brown oh, yeah, promptly lost his shit, because he's a big One Piece fan. Um, Rune Factory 4 was shown off. That's coming out on July 19th in Japan. And then the, the big-ass doozy of a game, Project Cross Zone, which is that yes. weird strategy RPG from Namco, Sega, and Capcom. It basically, it seems to split up characters from each group into teams of two. There's like a there's, uh I think, what is it, Jill and Chris from Resident Evil. You know, you got, I think, uh whatchamacallit, Dante from Devil May Cry shows up. And then you have the character from Sands of Destruction, a DSRPG that I don't think many people played from Sega. Um, Yulala from Space Channel 5. Just a, just a whole mess of characters. It looks pretty cool. Um, the art is beautiful in it. It's 2D art, but... I mean, still, there's not really that much shown about the game. It's a strategy RPG, that's about all we know. It's coming out in 2012. I, sh-
5: I should mention that the game is designed to look similarly to another game that was made way back in 2005 for the PS2 core Namco Cross Capcom, which was very similarly a t- tactical RPG starring Camco- Capcom and Namco characters. And that game never came out in the U.S. because, for obvious reasons, like the gameplay was kind of weird, not to mention that there were these these characters that were kind of obscure and very Japanese. Yeah. So, I don't know if this game might make it, but based on the trailer that I saw, a lot of the characters have already been featured in games in the U.S., so there's a 50-50 chance that it might come out in the U.S.,
1: I mean, I I made a comment, I I did the live blog for it, I made a comment about how it'll live and die by the nostalgia for the characters, and I think that was the problem with Namco Cross Capcom, is I was actually, uh, I remember hearing about that game, being kind of fascinated by it, but looking at the character list, it was, like, so obscure, whereas this one seems to be hitting a a little more of characters that, like, man, I would love to see Jill and Chris being in a strategy RPG in these cute style graphics, um and stuff like that. I mean I I hope it'll come out here, who knows. Maybe. Uh next up is Mario Tennis Open, which is coming out in at the end of May in every region. They showed off character customization, so like yay, you can make a me and yep. you can give that me some clothes. But there are these cool little uh like character outfits you can get that uh, I guess they kind of upgrade your character a little bit. Like there's a Bowser suit he can wear and you know, like a Mario outfit, and that seems kind of neat.
5: There's something that I really want to say, and I'm sorry for the Nintendo fans that they're going to disagree with me on this, but I find it kind of silly and redundant to have me characters wearing outfits based on characters that are already in the game, like, yay, I go to the sub like Donkey Kong, even though he's already a playable character.
1: (laughs) I
5: mean, it is, it is true. Well, uh, in all fairness, maybe, maybe, looking at it uh, in another way, maybe if you like, because in these games, the characters are always unique and different in terms of powers and stats. So maybe you like Donkey Kong, but you don't like playing him as a power character. So maybe this is like a nice alternative. Like, then me, is going to be like the standard middle of the world character so then you get to dress up like Donkey Kong and play with your stats while still playing as Donkey Kong still it's kind of silly and redundant to play dress up as a character that is already available as a playable character to begin with.
1: with and we also found out two new characters uh, bringing the total up to 16 and Luma once you know the little star guys from Super Mario Galaxy and Baby Peach just kinda weird, but. This kinda sucks. Like. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. <laughs> like, you know, a little fucking star guy and baby Peach? What the hell? <laughs> but,
4: like, in Mario Kart 7, they were using, like, the Bee Queen and, uh. and Wiggler.
1: They're getting the, uh, the Bee Team, if you know this... what I mean. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Neil.
5: <laughs> <laughs> this sucks so much. <laughs> They're running
4: out of people, guys. <laughs> like, like, I'm sorry, but this is just so bad. Like, I, I'm. It would be a relief if they used Rob, if they used fucking Link, if they used Paper Mario. But it, it's almost an insult to just to themselves to say, "Well, we need some characters in here.
1: Let's let's to, reuse a Yoshi's
4: Island DS
1: character." To, to be fair, Luma is adorable as shit. I have no problem with that one. Baby Peach, I I don't really get that.
5: It just sucks.
1: Yeah, I mean... Just
5: watch, there's going to be a point where they're going to say, Well, we run out of all characters. Let's do what we did with Luigi and put a Wa in front of Peach so we have a Wa Peach.
1: Wa Peach. And then we have Wa Daisy. And Wa "wa" "wa" (laughs) Bouncy. (laughs) Just so bad Can we just have like a a Mario sports game Like Mario Tennis even Where it's just like Normal versions of the characters and then evil versions
5: (laughs) That would be kind of awesome
1: So yeah Mario Tennis open I I think that game will be pretty fun But I don't know how much There's really going to be to it I mean playing it at PAX East You know I played the, the Super Mario Tennis mode that actually looks really stupid. Not gonna lie. In, in theory, it's cool. And then you realize, wait a minute, I'd rather just be playing M- Super Mario Brothers instead of hitting a ball at a wall. Um, not,
5: not to mention that it's not going to have an RPG mode. That's a really big killer for a lot of people.
1: Yep. I mean, and it does suck that, you know, they kind of deal with that stigma. Even though they have the power to, you know, make a, a game that looks like it could be on a console. But... Everyone just expects it, because it's on a portable, to have that RPG mode, and they're not including it, and that is a bummer.
5: Not to mention that the excuses that they gave out are kind of bullshit. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, but the next game that was mentioned was Cold Sept, which is some kind of board game thing that's coming out on June 28th. It is some kind of download play for co-op. So that's that's sort of cool. Nintendo's gonna be hosting a tournament in the fall, they're giving away cards. Then there's that soccer game was shown, Kosobit Bit or whatever. That's using, you know, a lot of Japanese celebrities and soccer players to to show it off, and that's coming out on July twelfth. And then um, that that was pretty much Nintendo Direct. Oh wait, 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 there there's 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 one bit. There's one bit that I didn't get to. And that's Animal Crossing. They showed a little bit more of Animal Crossing. Didn't really go into too much more detail about it. Um, It's coming out this fall, so there goes out the hopes for it being a summer game, but we know that summer game will be New Super Mario Bros. 2 3D. Or I think it's just New Super Mario Bros. 2, but I feel the need to see the 3D after it to confirm that it's on 3DS, just so people aren't confused about that right now. Um, But Animal Crossing is coming out in the fall, and it's going to... Uh, the, I don't know the Japanese name for it, but basically there is a Japanese word that kind of means like, you know, like busting out or something like that. And it refers to both the 3D and the wireless play that you'll be able to use. So they didn't go into detail as to what that was, but hopefully this will be that connected Animal Crossing experience that that is a lot better than the previous connected Animal Crossing experiences. I'm
5: kind of excited for this release because it seems that they finally decided to update the gameplay, whether than just... Keep it the same. Keep it the same, and add a little bit of new features here and there. For this is going to be an all-out, slightly all-out um, update to the formula.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think part of the good thing to see from that is that it has been kind of delayed consistently, which. Some might say that uh, you know it's a bad thing for a game, and we'll get to a game that has been delayed that I think that might be a good or bad thing for. At least I know Alex thinks it's a bad thing, but I think for Animal Crossing, it's just giving it more time to become an updated game as opposed to just another another back backdoor port of the GameCube version, Wait, which in itself was is a port of the N64 game.
4: What did I think was bad.
1: Um. Well, there's one game that wasn't mentioned at this that in, in my uh, kind of my prediction it. article for this. That I I, I I said that if it wasn't mentioned, that means there's there's trouble afoot uh, in Vancouver. I think that's where Next Level Games are. Um, but Luigi's Mansion 2 was not mentioned at all at this event. And I'm not saying this is you know doom and gloom and that game's going to get canceled or it's going to be terrible because I, I don't think that. I think what that does say is that Next Level Games is having some sort of trouble with it. Um, they're the guys that made the Mari Strikers games. They made Punch Out. And when they haven't worked with Nintendo, they've generally kind of made crappy games. Um, although I actually heard their Captain America game that they made that, that was okay. But I kind of I'm, I'm a Marvel fan. I kind of want to check it out. I heard it's okay. But Next Level Games. Uh, so we found out they were making Luigi's Mansion 2 last year. It was playable at E3. Looked pretty good. Uh, pretty excited for it. Still am. But the fact that it is gonna likely be at another E3 is kind of worrisome because um, that generally means that something's up. Because the Nintendo usually has a pretty good rule of that they will show um, show games, and if they are playable at E3, that game will be out before the next E3. There are some exceptions, obviously. I think Skyward Sword can be considered a special case, and there are other games that get delayed along the way, too. But generally, that's the rule that they follow. And the fact that Luigi's Mansion 2 isn't coming out um, when you look at all those other games that were shown in playable form at E3, Kid Icarus was the last one out. And, you know, Super Mario 3D Land, Star Fox, um, Mario Kart, those, those were all playable at E3, and they all came out. we just mentioned two didn't, and I think that that's a little worrisome. I, I hope it'll come out soon, but at this point, I, I think it might be a fall release.
4: Here's what worries me about that game. At best, Luigi's Mansion 2, the sequel to Luigi's Mansion, which was an alright game. It was alright. What's the best case scenario for Luigi's Mansion 2? It ends up being pretty good to even really good in 8.5, maybe pushing it to 9 out of 10. And that's the best case scenario, I think, with this game. I don't think they're going to get best case scenario based on what I've seen. I mean... And the fact that they're not showing more means that they know they haven't seen best-case scenario yet.
1: I mean, I think that's part of the reason why it's getting delayed. Uh, I mean, I know what was presented on paper and what was shown excited me greatly. The idea of, you know, different mansions and, you know, kind of different environments and just the Luigi's Mansion gameplay really makes me excited still, um... I wasn't crazy about Luigi's Mansion when I first played it, but I think it was actually a... I think RFN did a retroactive on it back... It was one of the first retroactives. And I I went out and I bought Luigi's Mansion because I had only borrowed it from a friend before. And I played through it and I realized Luigi's Mansion's a kick-ass game. And I, I kind of want to see more, more games like that because I, I feel like it's a... You know, it's a pretty unique game, and it has a pretty cool style to it, like the kind of Ghostbusters gameplay. It's a hell of a lot better Ghostbusters game than the actual Ghostbusters game was.
5: I think it's kind of, a, of an underrated game, to be honest. It uh, was really creative when it came out. He had some really nice graphics, and he actually, it still gave, looks great. And he actually gave character to Luigi. Before that, he was kind of like a black slate where... He's Mario's little brother with this game. He was given a lot of character, and the reason I was looking forward to the to the 3DS game Blue Smash Two is because is there's one thing that Next Level Games is really good with is character animation, and, and and you guys remember with Pound Shot of the Wii, that game has some really crazy character animation. Got some good personality. I would
1: love to see Next Level Games take on a lot of those boss ghosts.
5: Same with the um. Mario Striker Charge, that was a game that divided a lot of people because the Mario characters we were, which are usually presented in a nice series, say, hey, woohoo, yeah, they were presented with this attitude and personality that was not like them and yet it, they were so lovable that I really want to see that put into Luigi's Mansion too. And I believe they're going to be really succeeding at that. I really hope so. That's why I was so excited to hear that Next Level Games was working on the sequel because they really know how to get around out of the characters in terms of emotions and presentation.
1: Yeah, um, I think that's pretty much all we need to talk about for Nintendo Direct. Um, I guess there's one last piece of news. Uh, Fire Emblem's getting more DLC. Um, they have some guest artists coming in to create uh you know, or draw new characters from old games that will be added as DLC for for money um, in the next week or two. But that that's Nintendo Direct for Japan. The Europe one, I assume, will be kind of similar. Uh, be sure to check the website. We have a nice event page with more details about everything and videos and stuff like that. And we'll have coverage of the European one. So check that out too. And as usual, we'll we'll bring you everything we can bring you as quickly as we can get it up. Uh, thank you for, uh, if you, if you came to the site during the live blog, thank you for coming. If you participate in the chat that I regrettably did not really get to participate too much in, because we were so damn busy trying to get stuff up. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, just, just enjoy video games. Yay. So it's time for round two of our evolving game of the year segment i'm your host neil ronahan and with me we got the same crew as last time we got zach miller uh-huh. and we got patrick barnett
2: glad to be back after two weeks
1: <laughs> yeah um yeah we, we've had a little time off because of the paxies panel but now we're going to get right into the game of the year stuff um which uh to keep you up to speed uh we recorded a segment i believe uh, roughly a month ago where we went over our current game of the year, uh, our current top five game of the years for two, 2012 in March. So we're, we're kind of going to do this where we have an evolving top five list that we update periodically, maybe monthly, maybe bimonthly, depending on how our schedules all work out and how many games come out. Right. Um, and this time uh, we're going to discuss some new games and then we're going to come up with a new list. Uh, Let's start off by recapping the list previously. Our number one was Resident Evil Revelations, which came out in February. Our number two was Mutant Muds, the downloadable game on 3DS from Renegade Kid. Our number three is Zen Pinball 3D, which is from Zen Studios. It's a pinball game on the 3DS eShop. Number four is Rhythm Heaven Fever from Nintendo, and that's our only Wii game on the list. And number five is Tales of the Abyss on 3DS, which just beat out Metal Gear Solid 3D, which would ostensibly be our number six.
3: Hmm.
1: Um, and I guess first, what we're going to do is we're going to discuss some of the games that have come out then, or that we, we might have played a little more. And I guess let's let's get started with a big one, and that's Kid Grows Uprising. Um, it's uh, currently on our all of our top fives. <clears throat> this is this is near the top. Uh, what do you guys think about this game, and how do you think it challenges our current list?
2: I think it brings a lot. It really pushes the limits. Like it, I, for me, well, I don't know. This is kind of a spoiler, but I put it at number one. I, it's just excellent.
5: Wow. Like we yeah, just,
1: I, I would do the same. I completely adore this game. I put forty plus hours into it.
2: We're recording this right after we were just playing online.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's I actually, favorite. I ha- I haven't played it for a week uh, since the last community night that we had, and after playing it again today, I just kind of rekindled all of my love for the game, because I was kind of like, you know, I got a little burned out on it, played a lot of it at PAXI's, played a lot of it in the two weeks prior, and, and I, I don't know if I'm going to dive into it full force like I was before, but man, I love that game.
3: Yeah, I, you know my feelings about it. <laughs> well, the, the listeners might not. It is excellent, an excellent game. That is hampered by the ground sections, and I, I can hear For that. For me complaint. personally,
1: I can hear that complaint to a degree. It's just that I don't think something like dual analogs could fix that problem in the game.
3: Well, you're probably right. I think I think my main problem with it is, as we kind of discussed a little earlier, is that it's so slippery. Like, yeah, it is. I mean, the dude really... can't just go straight forward. He always veers a little bit because the camera's never straight forward.
1: See, my thing with that is that there's only certain segments where that becomes a big headache. Like, I can think like Pandora's of
3: Temple. Pandora's
1: yeah. Temple, and then I think it's Chapter 7. I believe it's when there's, like, a moving platform and you have to, like, dodge some things. And I just kept on falling off that damn platform. I Actually, I think I was doing, like, a trying to do a, a high-intensity run on that, and I wound up dropping two levels in that segment alone because I kept on just falling
3: off or getting hit by a stray bullet or yeah. trying to dodge said bullet and just falling off. I think... And I probably wouldn't have as big a problem with it if if it was a little more balanced between uh, you know running around in the or flying around in the ground sections, but the flying around stuff is short. And I really love it because I love that kind of a, a shooter. It's like Star Foxy a little bit, but yeah, a little Sin and, punish you know, like and Punishment. Yeah, a little more like Sin and Punishment um, too. too. But you know that lasts really quick, and then the ground game can last. God, the rest of the, like, 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, so I wish yeah. it were a little more balanced, and, and I wish the controls weren't as slippery. But I, it's a great game. I mean, it looks phenomenal. It's probably the best-looking 3DS game.
1: Yeah.
3: And, um, and I, I love the chitter-chat between Palatina and, and Pit. Uh, some people are annoyed by that, which I don't understand at all.
1: I love it. I love it. it
3: it's, it's such, so much character. Yep.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's presented in a way where it's not like cutscenes bog the game down.
3: Yeah, exactly. It's
1: presented while you're playing the game. So you can just turn down the volume, or I think you actually have to beat the game first, but you can make it a, a dialogue-off option. Mm. Um, Why would you? Yeah, know. it's it's like the best part of the game. And the best part is that it's, it's fresh. You know, sometimes you'll hear things that you haven't heard before.
3: Yeah, well, I, I, um, I like it a lot.
1: Now, I guess the big question is, is this our number one?
3: not for me for me it is i put friggin 73 hours in resident evil for pete's sake i love that game <laughs> so much
1: so patrick for you this is your number one too so
3: yeah.
1: i i think that means that resident evil is getting bumped down zach you're outnumbered you it
3: off what the hell
1: oh, there's a phone yeah um, hold on just a second all right well now that zach's gone he oh, digress uprising is our number one okay. Um, Woo! and you can't say anything about it, so, Except uh, here. <laughs> yeah, um, and I guess that brings us to, uh, you know, what, what our number two game might be, which for me, it would be Mutant Muds, um, I know Resident Evil Revelations was, was ahead of it on our last list, but I've kind of had a change of heart, because... I went back and played each game, and Mutant Muds just rekindled all my memories that I had with that game. Whereas with Resident Evil Revelations, I played it for a little bit, and was just like, "eh, I don't really feel like finishing this."
2: If I recall, when we did this last time, both of, both you and I had a uh, Mutant Muds above Resident Evil, and Zach yeah. somehow convinced us otherwise. But yeah, I did the same believe, thing. Yeah, I we went were back and went. I played more Mutant Muds, and I played it with the um, I uh, that's spoiler. I don't want to say it, but. I played that, a different The, the or, secret
1: that you uh, yes. that you
2: unlock at the end of the game. I
3: played using that where you. I used the yeah, The level design changes so much when you do that. God.
1: No, I mean, it's just a really fun game.
3: Yeah. Resident Evil is better. I think Mutant Muds is better. You guys get Kid Icarus, I get Resident Evil. I might be willing to uh, accept that. Okay.
1: <laughs> done uh, okay <laughs> good to know all right resident evil relations is our number two dropping Woo! down one spot and mutant muds is our number three dropping down one spot excellent uh, being bumped down by kid uprising so the one thing that i'm noticing and i guess now is the time that we'll go over our our top fives um for me uh we'll, we'll ignore kid icarus resident evil and mutant muds which are actually all our top threes in some semblance of an order indeed so, our fours and fives, my four and five are Mario Party 9 and Rhythm Heaven Fever. Hmm. Patrick's are Tales of the Abyss and 3D Classics Kid Icarus. And Zach's are 3D Classics Kid Icarus and Metal Gear Solid 3D.
3: Just because there's nothing else.
1: And our previous 3, previous three, four, five were Zen Pinball 3D, which is curiously off all of our lists this time, although Zach hasn't played it yet, so... It was kind of a concession that he made. Um, really our number good. four was Rhythm Heaven Fever, and that that only exists on my list now. And Tales of the Abyss is our number five, with which actually moved up on Patrick's list, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so, what are we gonna do about this four and five, guys?
3: Well, well, I I don't know if we can put another Kid Icarus game in our top five. <laughs> I can tell you that. That's the only uh, one, we despite have it being Especially that
1: excellent. Exists. I, I know that the NES game yeah, you know, that like the three D classics
3: version is better, but come on, like that game kinda sucks. Well, no, you know what? I'll tell you what part of the game sucks. I think I think in general the the game is very good with the new control scheme, but the dungeons blow. Um I hate the dungeons. I, I really they hate bad. the dungeons. It comes oh, from the gosh. Metroid school of design. The map is it's almost not worth having a map. Oh that, that's uh, very true. It's like, it's like the most useless map in the world. And then, you know, the whole thing is the whole point of the dungeon is to farm uh, hammers so you can free dudes from statues who die instantly upon touching the boss. Wait, wait, you, oh, I, <laughs> I like how you just blew Patrick's mind. I, I, I don't even know, <laughs> dude. When you when you use a mallet, and sm, you and how do you, how do you use a mallet? You, you press Y to switch <laughs> weapons, and when you come up with to a statue of a dude, you smash him with a mallet that uses one mallet. You can buy mallets uh, from the store. I thought the mallets were just kind
2: of, some kind of high score thing.
3: Nope, not at all. Uh, you Got use it. them to free dudes from statues, and then they will come and help you in boss fights by firing arrows. I have, like, 30 mallets at the end of the game. (laughs) Unfortunately, they die very quickly. But if you free, like, 30 of them, then you really never run out. And the bosses are so easy, they don't even try. They just kind of move around, and you shoot them a bunch.
1: Some people were hoping that in the 3D Classics version they would change their pattern. because The bosses are kind of lame.
3: They're very lame. Uh, But, you know... The game should probably not be on our top five, but it's surprisingly good. The new version is shockingly good. The you only know, downside is that you can only buy it from GameStop.
1: Yeah, unless you pre-ordered it, which right. if, if you don't have it now, then you're SOL and you have to buy it from GameStop. Exactly.
3: Or pay a friend to uh, buy it for <laughs> you, and he gives you the download code and an email.
2: <laughs> Do you think they'll anyway, ever bring this You know you can just
3: buy it online, this? Zach? No. What? You can't. You can't get it on a Nintendo site.
1: Well, you can get it on a GameStop site. You can just buy it online. I got a PSN code that way.
3: Yeah, but it's day. the same thing. I'm still giving money directly to God. the devil. I'd rather give it to a friend. You're absurd. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, but I, I think this uh, this will get a real release. It's just that after some kind of X amount of exclusivity, exclusivity time, deal, yeah. It would be dumb for Nintendo not to actually release it on the show. And it should.
3: people People should try this game out. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely,
1: I mean, it's one of the better 3D Classics games. I still think Kirby's the best, but this is pretty oh, yeah. good.
2: I know for me, I never was able to get past the uh, third stage in the virtu- the Wii Virtual Console version of this game, but the new controls just made it possible for me to...
3: Yeah, get, playable, yeah, you might It say. seems a
1: lot friendlier, yeah. but I guess uh, it's not getting on our top five. Nope. Now, I was the only person, am I the only person that's played Mario Party 9? I, I have not. Okay, I think that Mario Party 9 will go down as possibly the best Wii game of the year that was actually made to be out in this year. Therefore, making Xenoblade, uh, the last story on Pandora's Tower, if it comes out here, uh, exempt from that. But, I mean, I think Mario Party 9 is supremely improved over every other entry of the series. It gives the series the shot in the arm that it needed about ten years ago. <laughs> um, I mean, Never too late. It's it's really good, and it's really smartly designed to kind of make the Mario Party games just work a lot better. Because, hmm. uh, I mean, I guess some of the big changes that it does is that um, you move together as a party, where, like, there's one person who is the captain of the little vehicle that you're on, and you can unlock all sorts of different vehicles. I believe there's a blooper boat, and uh, oh. that's fun. I like the blooper boat. There's, you know, like a Wiggler mobile, some kind of uh, dry bones device, maybe. I don't know but there's a yeah. lot of them that you can unlock by like getting coins or stars or whatever. Um but everyone's on this vehicle and one person's the captain and that person rolls and they collect, you know, any any benefit or or detraction that 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 the vehicle goes over. So like, you know, if you land on a square where, you know, you get plus 3 coins or whatever,
3: then that's it. Um One question. question about the game. Yeah. Uh do any of the mini games boil down to shake the remote until you're until you get carpal tunnel syndrome?
1: No, actually, the majority of the minigames mini games either don't use motion at all,
3: what, or
1: they use it in you know interesting ways. Like it, I actually <laughs> um, at PAX East, um, Scott uh, Scott Lauren Billy and I. Wanted to play a Mario Party game during at the end of one of the nights. We just wanted to play something to chill, and I was hoping that they would have Mario Party Nine there, but they didn't. So we took out Mario Party Eight, and playing that realized how Mario Party Eight just feels like a GameCube game with motion tacked on. Yeah, like that's it. Like that is a GameCube game. It's not even in widescreen. Like,
3: oh, it's
1: but Mario the, it's Party Nine, black,
3: it's got the black lines. Yeah. Oh, screw that noise.
1: Um, but Mario Party Nine is just, I mean, it, it's was built for the Wii. It looks pretty good. You know, like, the the mini games are, are, are fun. They also have boss battles in it, and the way each uh, each board works is it's not, like, a set amount of turns. It's you just go start to finish on the map, and halfway through, you have a, a mini-boss battle. You, like, fight Bowser Jr., um, and by fighting Bowser Jr., I mean, like, they have, you know, you'll fight, like, King bob and there will be a minigame where you are you are cooperating and competing against uh you know your your opponents because you're all trying to damage the boss, but you get more points for doing more damage to the boss, right? Or you get you get more stars, which they don't really have traditional stars. There's like these mini stars or z or the are the, are the negative <laughs> ones, um or yeah, zetars. I don't know what to, what to call them exactly. It's- you, but they kind it, of boil down instead of having, like, like... a
3: small violin, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that's really the only currency of the game are these stars. And hmm. you collect them, and whoever has the most stars at the end, you know, that they win. Um,
3: cool.
1: And there are, of course, bonus things at the end. But the, the mini-boss battles and the boss battles are, you know, they're fun mini-games. And it just keeps... There's a lot of variety, um... I think Mario Party 9 is freaking awesome. Although, fa- I'll, ad- I'll admit I haven't bought it yet, but that's more because I don't want to spend $50 on it and not that it's a bad game. Right. I played the review copy. I a- We got the review copy fortuitously on, like, a Friday. So I just had a couple friends over and played a ton of it that night. And we probably played, like, four or five hours of it that night, and then I sent it to Pedro for a review. And Pedro really loved it. I mean, the fact so not that crazy. they brought
3: back King bob is good enough for me.
1: Yeah. Um. So that is my my petitioning to getting this game on the list. Do you disagree with what I say?
2: It it looks revolutionary for the Mario Party series, so... Yeah. Yeah,
3: Which means
1: that it's, like, just a little revolutionary. Not a lot, (laughs) but enough. Um, It looks different than the last eight games.
3: Yeah. (laughs) I think I've said this before, but tell me if I haven't. Um, I like how, as the Wii 8 has aged, uh, Nintendo has gotten... Farther and farther away from motion control. You know? Yeah, well,
1: I mean, they just use it where it's appropriate.
3: Right, and they don't they don't throw it into everything because it's motion control. They they've come they've realized that not everything has to have it,
1: and yeah, I think I mean, that's good. you look at Rhythm Heaven Fever, and that I mean that doesn't use motion control at all. You're just hitting the A button or the A and B button.
3: Yeah,
5: and I mean
1: that was I a really conscious decision. That. It's 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 a, it's a very good game. Um, that is my number five game. Um, I don't feel as strongly
3: about it as Mario Party, but, I mean, it's still a damn good game. If you, if you get enough, like, if you hit the button perfectly, like, five or six times, do the, uh, characters on screen shout, FIVA And then start dancing a lot? I wish. That would that, that would make
1: the game my number four, but instead it's my number five. Yeah. Um... And then the other games that are on your guys' list we already discussed last time, uh, Tales and Metal Gear Solid. Um, I don't. Uh, I actually, since last time, I played a little more Metal Gear Solid, realized I never wanted to play it again, and I just <laughs> sold it on Half.com today. <laughs> so that uh, game ain't getting on the damn list. Uh, I can tell you that much. Um, I, I was hoping uh, actually I, I would I'm play fine.
3: it. I'm fine with that. Honestly, I. It shouldn't be on the 3DS in the first place. <laughs> let's, let's, let's be honest about that.
1: Um so then we have the uh you know Tales of the Abyss, which I think is still a worthy contender for the list. Um so we got Mario Party nine and Tales of the Abyss. Um I guess what what is the order gonna be?
2: I'd be fine with putting Mario Party above Tales.
3: I would too.
1: Alright, then th- that will be our list. Woo. So uh, I guess list! We will just run over the other games that we didn't talk about that also came out in the past while and do like some quick hits on them. Yep. Uh, Ketzel's Corridors is an eShop game that came out last week. Um, I thought it was really cool, but ultimately and it's not going to crack, crack the top five. I it mean, makes it's great like use of 3D. Yeah, the 3D looks really good. and, and
2: It's really nice if you're good, or you like going after high scores and gold medals or whatever it is in any given game.
1: <laughs> yeah, and there's a lot of reward for, you know, getting higher scores, because you unlock all these different levels. Yeah. And some of the ones in the third area, they, because, uh, it's basically, like, the hole-in-the-wall stuff, and you start off with a really simple L block, and then you go to, like, a T block, and then there's this other one, confusing one, and in the third area, there's some stages that use a more ridiculous block hmm. that just basically blew my mind. <laughs> Um, but I mean it's a really good game. I just don't think it's top five worthy, but it's worth noting. And if you have uh three DS and you like the eShop a lot, uh you should get it. It's like the only game that came out on eShop. Um, almost literally last week we just got some weird DSiWare game. Um uh, there's also Colors Three D, which Zach and I both uh, well I think all three of us have, yeah. have played. It's a it's not something I'm gonna play a lot, but it's something that I'm really glad I have on my system. I've had some fun as a complete artist neophyte, um, just screwing around with it, like uh, you know, taking pictures and drawing over them a little bit, and then looking at people's ridiculous pictures that they do. We um, do really
3: complicated stuff.
1: Jens Anderson, the guy who uh, developed this from Collecting Smiles, I think he used to work at Starbreeze. Maybe I'm not sure. I'm not sure. He's from Sweden. Um, I hope, or some, some country in that area. I'm pretty sure it's Sweden. Um, but he posted something on Twitter linking to a, a something that looks like a photorealistic picture of lions that someone made in this game, and I was just watching like the playback of it, and my, my jaw just dropped. I don't That's understand how part. people you can do this. That's the watch the playback. That's so yeah. great. And I just, I mean, it's way better than Swab Note. Colors 3D is awesome.
2: The fact that it has a gallery where you can vote on, like, rate each picture, and then yeah, watch any nice. given picture. It's just wonderful.
1: Yeah. Um, next game on the list I own but haven't played yet, Color uh, not Colour 3D. They yeah. look exactly the same. <laughs> Color 3D is not the game, but Crush 3D is. Um, it had a sneak release, but Patrick, I think you're the only person that's played sneak it so far. Release, yes. How do you feel about this game?
2: I mentioned it previously. I forget which segment it was, but I said I didn't really like it, but I just put it in my DS the other day, and I don't know, it surprised me. The further I got into it, the puzzles got a little more challenging, but they were doable, I thought. And, I don't know. I just get through it, and there's a hint system, which helps me solve some of the pro- puzzles, because some of them are really, really complicated. But
3: God, I wish you, that was in uh, Pushmo.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm especially after playing uh, what my Nintendo nominee is going to be for this time, Fez. It makes me want to go back and play Crush 3D. Although I feel like after Fez, Crush 3D will not be as impressive. Probably. Um,
2: it's, it's just, there's so much to work with in so many different dimensions and you'll, it's really hard to see everything <coughs>
3: in yeah. all different angles. Yeah.
1: But, I mean, it, it, I like the demo a lot, which is why I kind of blindly bought the game when I was just, I was in a game GameStop actually getting 3D Classics Kid Icarus and I just figured, <laughs> hey, why not? I'll get this. I don't think, it, you know, 20 bucks seems about right for this game, even if I haven't really touched it yet. Yeah. Um... And the last game on the list is another game that I haven't touched, although that I, I more blame on PAX East and my shiny new Vita. Uh, that's Xenoblade Chronicles, which I put about an hour or so into, and I look forward to playing more of it and having it be a good contender uh, the next time we do this segment.
3: How does it look? I keep hearing it looks bad.
1: From what I hear, and uh, I guess maybe, Patrick, you've played more of the game, right?
2: I've. I've been playing it on my HDTV, but I don't have uh, the right cables hooked up to it yet. They're in the mail shipping to me right now. Oh. so <laughs> It doesn't look very good at all right now, no. so I've been holding off.
1: Um, but uh, from what I've heard, the first area, not all that impressive, which is really all I've seen. However, some of the draw distances and the scale of everything is, is amazing. But when you get up close to things that don't really look that good, the character models seem kind of weak, but... I think for the most part, you know, the the visual the visual stunning is more in the the scope of everything and not exactly in the nitty gritty details. I, I, I can so, say
2: I made it to one of the giant great plains and just everything it just it goes on forever and you just, can just see
1: enemies want like walking through the tall grass and it it looks yeah, really nice there. That sounds nice. really cool. I, I just I mean I know it's the kind of game that I'm going to start playing and uh, you know just plow through. Most likely, or at least play for about 10 hours of it and then get to because I don't really play RPGs that much. <laughs> it's a long game to yeah, plow through. Yeah, I think it's a minimum of 50 hours if you want to beat it. Ew. But,
3: it yeah, um, I'm looking, I
1: I think this weekend I'll actually be playing a lot of Xenoblade, so I'm looking forward to it. Sweet. And that are, uh, you know, that that's our list. Those are the games that have come out since last time that we want to talk about. And before we go into our non-Nintendo discussion, I'm going yeah. to go over our list right now. Uh, Kid Icarus Uprising is our number one. Nice. Resident Evil Revelations is our number two. Mutant Muds, our now-lone eShop game, is number three. Number Help four, us out,
3: Nintendo. Come out with some other good stuff, please. Yeah.
1: Number four is our only Wii game, Mario Party 9. And number five, repeating at number five, despite that there was turmoil around it is tales of the abyss
3: nice
1: um and the two games that got dropped from our top five um are zen pinball 3d which was previously number three and rhythm heaven fever which is previously number four who knows they might come back after some of us play a, play them more or at all <laughs> but for now they're they're gone so let's move on to our nintendo stuff um what we're going to do with this um, we all brought up a game last time. I brought up NFL Blitz. Patrick brought up Final Fantasy XIII-2, and Zach brought up Soul Calibur Five, which is shit. And, and uh, so our standings on standings on some of these games might not be too high, but as we customarily do on our Game of the Year segments on Newscast Slash Connectivity, we mentioned you know one Nintendo game that we really like. So that's what we're doing, and it'll be the same kind of thing where we'll mention a game each month that'll challenge our current one, and they'll either win or, you know, live to fight another day. Um, so mine last time was NFL Blitz, and I think NFL Blitz is still going to stay that, that number one spot for me, but mm. I did spend a weekend with Fez, which was wonderful and, and kind of douchey at times. <laughs> Um, this is very similar to Crush 3D, and that um, the whole mechanic of it is that it's a it's a 2D platformer in a 3D world. So it looks like it's all sprite based, but it's actually polygonal because they just make these you know these, these polygons that then you rotate around it and you see the world in 2D. It makes for a lot of neat visual tricks and, and you know neat gameplay mechanics as well. Um, like
3: Super Paper Mario?
1: No. I mean, it's okay. it's all two D. It's not like you really have a depth oh, okay, to it. okay. Um. But, uh, yeah. I mean, Fez is Fez is very very cool. Um. Is and it? Because I, it For I
3: a, a metrosexual Latina Latino guy with a lisp.
1: No, it, it stars Gomez, a little guy who gets a Fez that lets him rotate the world around him.
3: Magical Fez.
1: Um, but some of the puzzles in Fez really, you know, make you think and, uh, are kind of deliberately almost impossible. There's one that, like, just people haven't really put together. And there's this whole mechanic of, like, kind of learning the language of the game, which yeah. is also very tough, but if you pay attention a lot, you'll be taking notes and stuff, fun stuff like that.
3: And this is for the 360. Yeah. Yeah i'll I'll try the demo i'll I'll download the demo tonight
1: all right cool so uh what about you guys
3: well, let's, let's talk about our shared one first here patrick all you, right you, you go ahead
1: um
2: well, I got this game on a lot of recommendations from Zach I know mike talk talked about it on uh connectivity as well and uh it would be journey for the p s three and well it's fantastic i didn't I played the first couple levels, and I didn't really think too much of it. And then just as you get deeper, and I met, I had that surreal experience where you just come across uh, another online player, and you you just have, like, barely any interaction with them. It was just very unique.
3: <laughs> so Best you develop a connection nonetheless. I mean, you yes. keep playing with them.
2: It gets to the did, point where you're you, like... You like wait for them to catch up to you. You make sure they yep. get across gaps, and yep. but it's all silent communication.
3: Yeah, and did you did you end up playing the game with largely the same person?
2: Um. Well, at the end, it said I played with eight different companions. So oh wow! I, I I don't know how because it seemed like it was the same person all along.
3: Huh? Yeah, I, I love that. I mean. I guess it, it, the transition between people must be so seamless, and uh, I, I just love the fact that you're, you're going along with the same person or what feels like the same person the whole game.
2: Especially um, the, the ending. I, I've I have not checked bad. this game out yet. But you I really need to. to.
3: It's here's the thing, Neil. It's it's maybe the most simplistic game I've ever played, um, but. The, the, it's thanks to the simplicity that it's so powerful. Yeah. Uh, if you had to put a whole lot of thought into it, I think it would lose some of the emotional punch. And it really has, I think it has the most emotional punch of any game I've ever played. Um, damn, it's good. And and the music is so phenomenal, I bought the soundtrack on iTunes. <laughs>
2: The one so. thing I don't see myself doing is going back to play it again.
3: Oh really? I've I've uh, played it I've played it through four times now. Oh wow! It does
2: seem like a one and done game to me. Like I felt like most of the game, you were just holding the uh, forward stick
3: forward. Yeah. <coughs> yeah, I'm, I'm I'm playing through it to get uh, get all the glyphs so I can get a, a white tunic. Um, but oh, I'm okay. also going for trophies. I but play. I mean, it, it never gets old. The game it's an hour and a half long. Yeah. You know, it it's so short. It's like it's like playing a Metroid game without any effort whatsoever.
2: <laughs> the, one short, a, I mean, uh, yeah. the one part I wasn't a huge fan of was um I guess it's it's hard to describe levels, but it was like kinda under in that like cityish area. And there were the uh, under, the flying
3: underwater the underwater yeah. area.
2: And the flying monster things.
3: Oh, you didn't like the the big flying snake monsters? No, I, I
2: just didn't like the element of like they were the spotlights and it's hard to. Oh, think.
3: I like that. I, I thought that was really intense, like kind of an intense moment because almost the whole game, you, you know, you're just walking around. Oh, this is cool. This is real interesting. I'm not in any danger, and then all of a sudden, bam! Like well, that's kind oh, of the problem. It's just so happen. out of
2: place. Like it's just that ten minute sequence in the entire game where there's just
3: enemies. I I like that part because it it gets it it gets at the fact that this is a journey and and you are confronting something unknown towards the end of the game. Like that whole environment you're talking about the snow area, right?
2: No, I'm talking about underwater. The...
3: oh oh you're talking about the scene where you first
2: see the snake things. Yeah, because they were they were like um, you had to like walk you had to walk off the the main path. Yeah, you had to, to
3: walk off the p- main path. I, I like that. I you know, and and my immediate reaction was, "Oh fuck, let me get out of the way of this guy." You know, I I thought it was very kind of an instinctive reaction. So I I like that part.
2: It just, for me it just felt a little out of place after an hour of just wandering and jumping and yeah. building. No, like, I can I,
3: I can see yeah. that. Well, how'd you like how'd you like keeping out of their spotlights in the snow area?
2: That one wasn't as bad because they weren't, I don't, they, they didn't seem, you could still w- follow that main path. You just yeah, had to pause true. underneath the uh, the stones.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I, I liked it. Neil, I'll, I'll be real interested if you get this. I'll be real interested to see how what you think of it.
1: Yeah, maybe that'll
3: be another thing I do over the weekend. Uh, nice. But who knows? Who knows where the weekend could take you? Yes
1: could take me to Xenoblade, or could take me to Journey. <laughs> Who knows? And I guess uh, we'll, we'll wrap it up, but, Zach, uh, yeah. tell me why Rayman Origins Vita is worth getting
3: in about a minute. Dude, Rayman Origins might be the best platformer I've played since Wario Land 4. I mean, Shake It, whatever it's called. Uh, it's kind of the same kind of platformer, um, and on the Vita... It's it's got another collectible but it's also got a kind of a ghost mode um, uh, where you can kind of try and beat your own times with a with a stage ghost um, and uh, you can trade these these puzzle piece collectibles with other people via near I still don't really understand what oh, near is. I don't understand near either. I thought it was the Vita Street Pass. It is not. Um but if if you manage to – if if any of you out there know how NEAR works and how you can swap things via NEAR, uh, please tell us at connectivity at NintendoWorldReport.com because I've got a whole bunch of trades and Uncharted that I don't know what are. Uh, and uh, the same thing with these ghosts, I think. It, it's but funny it's, you say that, Zach,
2: because I was listening
3: to another podcast and they said the same thing. <laughs> if anyone was out of work. <laughs> Yeah, it's I could read the instruction me. manual, but whatever. Um, um, yeah, I don't understand. Um, but it's if you need Neil, if you need another Vita game, I mean, this one is is so good. Yeah, but and, I own the game on me. It's such a fast paced. I, I don't really so want to get the game it's again. It's so pretty. I didn't like the game that much yeah. the first time I played it. Now that's that's what I understand. What do you not like about I don't this know. game? It's
1: just,
3: like I like slapping people. That's fun. <laughs> I mean,
1: like, I guess the platform is kind of fun. I guess what kind of kills me is that it's a lot of, like, you know, there is that rhythm to every level, but yeah, sometimes it. it I feel like it's when you get off that rhythm, then the game just falls very flat, and mm. it gets really hard, so as you progress later in the game, getting off that rhythm happens all the time, and to me, yeah, if I... you're not on that yeah. rhythmic path, then it kind of falls apart, which also kind of gets me to a point of that Rhythm platformers only work when, you know, you can you can be rhythmic about it. Like Bitch Up Runner keeps on going. Donkey Kong Jungle Beat, you know, you have to have you know rhythm with hitting the drums in order to go. When you put that game, yeah, you put I, that I game on Wii, it's crap. But that game on yeah, with and, the Bongos and, is excellent because it puts the focus on rhythm.
3: Shake It, I like Shake It. Um, up in Warrior Land, Shake It up until you rescue the little guy at the end. When it does develop a rhythm. And then I and then if you're thrown off, you're just kind of. See, done. my thing is that those I mean, segments have are
1: to so short it. that they don't bother me as much. Whereas with Rayman Origins, like it's the entire game.
3: Yeah, it is the. Yeah, that's true. Um, and and some of the levels, like the ones where you're collecting teeth, those are so yeah. hard, and you have to be on the rhythm of that stage. Like like uh, I think
1: it's a good game. I understand why people like it a lot, but it just it
3: doesn't really work for me as much. It it feels like. Maybe the most hardcore platformer I've played in a really long time. Yeah, and I'm not used to that, so it took me a while to get into it. On the, I actually have it on the PS3. I'm borrowing it from my brother for Vita. But once I, once I, once it clicked for me, once I got back into that mindset, I loved it. I can't put it down. I'm, I've almost beat the game now. Awesome. on Vita. I can't wait till this comes out for the 3ds. Which should what should happen in it June? Man, I'm wondering if it will. It will. It's coming in June. I hope it does, and I and I hope they don't have problems with like the camera being zoomed in or something. But I mean, the 3D effect should be. I've phenomenal. heard it's very good. It's such a layered game.
1: But uh, that is our segment of the involving game of the year. See you guys next yep. month or so. Sure. All right. Later. <laughs> See you. Bye. Well,
0: Alright, and that will do it for this week's episode. By now, you should know the routine. Uh, you can send us listener mail to connectivity at nintendoworldreport.com. If you get a chance, uh, we'd also love it if you rated and reviewed us on iTunes. And you should follow us all on Twitter. You go to nintendoworldreport.com, you can find the Twitter sidebar. And from there, you can find uh, each of our Twitter accounts. Alright, thanks a lot for listening, and we'll see you next week.